This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Uh, I'm headed to the back of the studio to listen in along with you, because the two shows I've logged in are rather long. So at the half hour, it's my friend Irma, but we'll start with The Saint. And the episode first aired in 1950, entitled, Simon Minds the Baby. Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Hello? Mr. Templer? Yes? Joe Collins. Remember me? Joe! Sure I do. How are you, Chap? It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. Hey, your fight still on for tomorrow night? Yeah. Uh, say, could you do me a big favor, Saint? Could you come down to the gym right away? Sure, but what is it? I'll tell you when you get here. I need to talk to somebody I can trust. I need to real bad. Well, I'll phone for a cab and be there in 20 minutes. Oh, thanks, Saint. Thanks. Oh, don't thank me, Joe. After all, I've got a bet on you tomorrow night. I've got to protect my investment. You've got a bet on me? Call it off, Saint. Call it off. What? So long. Louie, Mr. Templer, your cab is here. Oh, come on in, Louie. I'll be with you in a minute. Uh, maybe you should better open the door right away. Well, why didn't you come in, Louie? The door was... Shh. A... He's asleep. Oh? Who's asleep? Mr. Templer, look down. Louie, it's a baby. You are so right. But why did you bring him here? I found him here. On your doorstep, Mr. Templer. Louie, don't you look at me that way. Who ain't opened his mouth even, Louie? Well, <laughs> well uh, let's get him inside. Uh, you want to carry him? Maybe you better. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. Up we go. <laughs> oh, he's waking up, Mr. Templer. <laughs> he's cute. Yeah, he is. <laughs> What's your name, old fella? Oh, Johnny. Hey. He talks. Uh, what's your last name, Donnie? Donnie. Donnie, Donnie. Huh? Uh, how did you get here, Donnie? Donnie. Here, let me try him, Mr. Temple. I got away with kids. Donnie, tell your Uncle Louie how you got here, huh? Hey, Donnie. It's a goldmine of information. <laughs> Wait a minute, look. 
There's a note pinned on his coat. I understand that's traditional in such cases. Hey, Donnie! Oh, just a minute, Donnie. Here. <laughs> please, please keep him for a few days and don't tell anyone. Not even the police. Sounds like trouble, Mr. Templer. Yes, it does. Well, I guess you won't be needing my cab now, huh? Oh, hey, the cab, I forgot. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, how are you as a babysitter? Who, huh? me? Oh, no. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Temper. I'm a cab driver. You can't drive while you sit. My local's got rules. That, uh, I'll be back that, in an hour, Louis. Well, uh, just to make it official, I'll borrow your cab. Hey, 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 what are you... Well, <laughs> it looks kind of funny on you at that. Hey, look at the funny man with the hat, Donnie. Huh? Isn't that funny? No! <laughs> I'll see you later, Louis. Can use them in a little more left there. Get your shoulder into it. That's it. That's better. That's Excuse it. me, but uh, where could I find Joe Collins? Hold it a minute there, kid. Hold it. The champ? Yeah. Well, he's right there, my friend, on the table. We're getting the rub down. We? Yeah, Chadwick's the name. Sam Chadwick. I'm the champ's manager. Oh, I'm Simon Templer. Joe said he wanted to see me. Well, we did, eh? Well, I don't remember us doing that. Well, let's go in. Come on, let's go in. Take a blow, kid. I'll be right back. Uh, how's Joe feeling? Oh, we're in the greatest shape of our lives. The greatest. That fish shelly hasn't got a chance tomorrow night. Don't belong in the same ring with us. Uh, two against one hardly seems fair. Two against... Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, here we are, Mr. Templer. Hey, champ, you know this, champ? Sure. How are you, Saint? I'm good, Joe. How have you been? In a pink, the absolute rose-colored pink. I've been all right. That's enough, George. Thanks. Hey, you want to talk now, Joe? Got here as soon as I could. Talk? What about? We got anything to talk to Mr. Templer about, champ? Saint, uh, the fact is, well, well, I'm sorry I called you. It was a, a mistake. It sounded pretty serious, Joe. Well, I I guess I, I'm worked up for the fight tomorrow night with Michelle. You get, well, Jumpy, it's the training that does it. Yeah, sure, that's it. We're on edge, you know. Race a sharp condition. We always get this way right before a fight. What else? It's a sign. Shut up, Edward. Sam. Sorry I bothered you, Saint. I... I'm sorry. And if you're sure you don't need me, I guess that's it. Yeah, sure. And look, if you want to make yourself some easy money, Mr. Templer, sock it on a champ to win tomorrow night. We won't even draw a deep breath. I've already got my money down, Mr. Chadwick. On Joe. Ah, that's great. That's the greatest cinch bet of the entire Shut season. Shut up, Sam. Saint, call off your bet. No. I think you're a pretty good man, Joe. In the ring and out. <laughs> Morning, Louis. Hi, Mr. Templer. Came over as soon as I got your call. Mm. How are you? I'm not so good. A heavy responsibility being a father. Yeah, I'm getting some help, fortunately. I phoned an employment agency, sent over a nurse. That's a shrewd move, Mr. Yeah. Templer. There's nobody quite has a woman's touch like a woman has. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, it's deep, but I'll figure it out. Come on in and see Donnie. Where is he? In bed. Oh, keeps pretty late hours. You'd be tired, too, if you said Donnie 15,000 times a day. <laughs> Donnie! How are you, Donnie, old man, huh? <laughs> you feel like talking this morning? Huh? Watch me. Watch me get some information out of him, Mr. Temple. You mm-hmm. just got to be firm. Well, I wish you luck, Louie. Donnie, what's your last name? Who brought you here? Where are you from? Huh? Donnie, Donnie, Donnie. At any rate, he's consistent. <laughs> oh, that must be the nurse. Mr. Templer? Yes, come in. Thank you. I'm Miss Barton, Mr. Templer. The agency sent me oh, over. Right in here, Miss Barton. 
Miss Barton, this is my friend Louie. How do you do? And your charge, Donnie. Hello, Donnie. <laughs> well, he seems to approve of you, Miss Barton. Ah, oh, he's beautiful, Mr. Templer, don't you think so? Louie and I consider him one of the most beautiful babies we have ever seen. Right, Louie? Right. Talks fluently, too, says Donnie. <laughs> Come here, darling. I've got to have to go out for a while, Miss Barton. Miss Barton. What? Oh, excuse me, Mr. Templer. I said I'll have to leave for a short while and I'll be back. We can discuss arrangements then, hmm? Arrangements? Oh, oh uh, anything will be all right, Mr. Templer. Uh, anything at all. Well, I'll call if I'm more than an hour. Goodbye. Goodbye, Donnie. Goodbye. Hey, tell your Uncle Louie goodbye, Donnie. Donnie. Well, better than nothing. Uh, where to, Mr. Templer? I want to go see Kid Fischel, Louie. Well, the guy that's fighting Collins tonight. Huh? Yes. I wasn't at all satisfied yesterday that Joe Collins didn't have something to tell me. Something going on there. Mr. Templer, you got Donnie. How many mysteries can you handle at one time? Well, sometimes one and one can be added together to get one, Louie. What does that mean? Just a hunch, as yet. Oh. <laughs> I thought they came out with a new multiplication table. I ain't even learned the old one yet. <laughs> well... Shall we be off, Mr. Templer? Uh, there is an obvious answer to that, Louis, which I shall spare you. Let us, by all means, be off. Yes? My name is Templer, Simon Templer. Uh, they told me down at the desk this was Kid Fischel's suite. It is. Come in. Thank you to desk school, Mr. Templer. One of kids sparring partners. How are you, chum? How do you do? My name is Alexander. Fritz Alexander. You manage Kid Fischel? I look after him. And very well, too, eh, Frankie? The best, Mr. Alexander. Uh, can I see the kid, Mr. Alexander? Unfortunately, right now he's sleeping. We're on the way in for the fight in an hour. Oh, then perhaps I can talk to you about the fight, huh? It would be a pleasure. I can discuss the kid by the hour and never tire. I'm quite fond of him, you see. It's a perfect young machine, strong, healthy, handsome. He wants the championship, he shall have it. Nothing can stop him. You sound quite confident. I am. If I didn't think he could win, I wouldn't send him into the ring tonight. I wouldn't take a chance on his being hurt. I won't have him hurt, you understand? Uh, don't worry, Mr. Alexander, he ain't going to get hurt. Yes. You see, Mr. Templer, I can become quite emotional over the kid. Usually, I'm, I'm not an emotional man. I see. And does uh, Joe Collins know that the kid is not to be hurt? He knows. You're telling me that the fight is fixed? Hey, watch your mouth, chum. I'm not telling you anything, Mr. Templer. But whoever you are, whomever you represent, remember this. The kid wants the championship. And he shall have it. Because I find pleasure in giving the kid what he wants. And if anything or anyone stands in my way. No, Mr. Templer. I refuse to be worried by you. The kid will not be hurt. Good day. Mr. Alexander said good day, chum. Thank you for interpreting, Frankie. And Mr. Alexander, my money still rides on Joe Collins. In that case, Mr. Templer, I hope you can spare it. Good day. So long, chum. Mr. Templer! Mr. Templer! 
Been looking for you. Oh, what is it, Louie? I called your house to check if everything was all right, like you told me, and Miss Barton said Sam Chadwick had been calling, wants you to call right away. Hey, that's Joe Collins' manager, Louie. Wonder what he wants. I don't know, but it's supposed to be urgent. Here's the number, and there's a phone booth out here by the elevator. Oh, thank you, Louie. Hello, Mr. Chadwick? Yeah, yeah, who's this? Uh, Simon Templer, Mr. Chadwick. Oh, Mr. Templer, hey, I've been trying to get you. I've been trying to get everybody that Joe knows. The champ is gone. Gone? Gone where? I don't know. There's 50000 already in the box office for the fight tonight. He walks out. He can't do this. You mean we can't do this? You're in on it, too? Oh, skip it. Have you got any idea where Joe went to? I think he went out to get blind. The guy must be crazy. I'll find him, will you, Mr. Templer? You got to. Well, I'll do what I can. I'll pay. I'll pay anything. Anything. Within reason, that is. The fight has to go on. Well, I'll do what I can. This is one fight I wouldn't like to miss. This must be about the last bar in town, Mr. Templer. I ain't hit so many bars since the night my nephew went into the Navy. <laughs> Well, if we don't have any luck here, I'm about ready to give up, Louie. Well, come on, let's give it a try. Yeah. <clears throat> you see him? No. I... Yeah, yeah, I do. Down at the end of the bar. She looks sober? I don't know. You wait here, Louie. Yeah. Hello, Joe. Huh? Oh, hello, Saint. What brings you here? Looking for you, champ. You been drowning your troubles? No, I started to, but no. I'd forgotten I was champion, and when you're champ, there's a pride that goes with it. I'd forgotten I had that pride. Care to tell me what's wrong, Joe? I'll tell you. Sure. Maybe I should have told you yesterday, but things got very bad after I phoned you. How bad? I can't win this fight tonight, Saint. You can't beat Kid Fischel? I can't try to beat him. They won't let me. They got my son. Huh? Who's they, Joe? Alexander, I guess. He had somebody do it. I knew he was a little crazy, but I didn't think he was that crazy. And I guess Marie was in on it, too. Marie? That isn't your wife. Was my wife. She left me right after the kid was born two years ago. She's no good. And if you don't let Fischel win tonight... Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? What can I do, Saint? Joe, what's the name of your son? Don. Donnie. Come on. Where? What for? I'll explain in the cab, Joe. We've got to get to my place right away. This way, Joe. Right behind you, Saint. So, Mr. Templer, the front door is so... open. Donnie. Donnie, boy, are you here? Donnie! Wait a minute, Joe. What? Behind that couch. That's Miss Barton. Oh, no. Marie. Marie? Yeah, Donnie's mother, Louie. Joe's wife. Marie. Marie. She hurt bad? I don't know. I... Here, now, let me help you, Joe. I... Oh, I'm afraid. No. Marie. Marie, can you hear me? Oh, Joey, I... I didn't know what they were doing until yesterday. Then I got Donnie and left him here where he'd be safe. Then this morning... I took the place of a girl who was sent over as a nurse, but... I guess they followed me. Who did? Alexander? No, no, not him. 
He sent somebody. They took Donnie. I, I, I tried to stop them, but they... Where did they but, take him? Do you know? I, I think the training camp on the river, right above Milford. I know the one. Joey. Yes, Marie. <laughs> Isn't Donnie the most beautiful boy you ever saw? Marie. I know that, that this is what all mothers say, but isn't he really? He is, Marie. And Joey, when he gets old enough, will you just tell him, just tell him that his mother loved him very much? Just that, not all the rest. Just that, Marie. Thanks, Joey. You're a... <sighs> Marie. I'm sorry, Joe. She gave her life for Donnie. Yes, she did. Now we've got to find him. I'll find him. And if they've done anything and... No, Joe. If you do find him, they might. Well, look, I'll go after him. I'll go along, Mr. Templer. I don't like the guys that did this. Thanks, Louie. You better go down to the arena, Joe. And we'll let you know as soon as we can. All right. I guess it wouldn't be much use in finding Donnie. I'd probably put him in more danger. Joe, do you want me to... No. No, I'll look after Marie. She was my wife. This looks like the place, all right, Mr. Templer. Want to look through that window where the light is? All right, Louie. Come on. Sorry, twig. Oh, keep down, Louie. I'm going to take a look. What did you see? Yeah, this is it. Donnie's in there and that pug Frankie that I met with Alexander. You think we can take him? I think so. He's listening to the radio. Come on, let's see if we can get in the back way. If you say so, Mr. Templer. Come on. You got that tire iron, Louie? Not only have I got it, I love it like a brother. Good. Here's the kitchen door. Is it open? Yeah, we're in luck. Come on in, Louie. Quiet. And here at ringside, we're watching the introduction of various celebrities by the ring announcer before the Collins Bichel title go. Pat Novotny, clever young welterweight from Syracuse, has just been introduced from the ring, gets a nice hand, and now there goes... Uh, I spar with a guy two months, and the night he's to win the title, I'm playing nursemaid. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Oh, Donnie. Ah, uh, shut up. Louie, stand beside the door. I'll try to get him out here in the kitchen, and when I do... Just get him out here, Mr. Templer. I'll take it from there. Here goes. Hi, Frankie. What? what? Who's that? You've got company. Who's in there? Little boy, Blue. Wise guy, are you? Well, you'll end up so full of holes that you'll look huh? like a... <laughs> Bullseye, Louie. That was for Marie, Mr. Templer. Yeah, to keep him quiet until the police get here. Maybe I should give him another one for myself. Yeah, I know how you feel, Louie, but no. Let's get Donnie and get out of here, huh? Sure, Mr. Templer. How are you, Donnie? Glad to see you. Say hi to your Uncle Louie, Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Can't you say hi? Hi. Hi. Hey, I learned him a new word. How about that, Mr. Templer? Now he can say two words. Yes, you have a way with you, Louie. Sure. Now, what do you say to Uncle Louie, Donnie? Hi. That's it. And what's your name, Donnie? Hi. Louie, you should have given up while you were ahead. Come on. Hey, 
Hey, you, you can't go in there. That's a champ's dressing room. Nobody allowed in. Fight's not over, is it? Uh, not yet. Sixth round. But Collins has taken an awful pace, and I was just up there. Look, kid, get this straight. There isn't much time. Go up to Joe Collins's corner. Tell him Simon Templer has Donnie here safe. Have you got that? Sure, but I can't go up there and here, tell him... Here, look, does this persuade you? Yes, sir, Mr. Templer. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell him right away. Okay. Come on, let's go in and sit down, Louie. Donnie's about all in. Yeah, look at him. He can't keep his eyes open. Why couldn't we go right up to Joe's corner ourselves, Mr. Templer? Couldn't risk it with Donnie. I couldn't tell what Alexander might do. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, poor Joe. You think we got here in time? I don't know, Louie. I don't know. I must be taking a beating and can't fight back. Yeah, but he can now. If he's got anything left to fight with. Quiet up there now. Must be the end of a round. Mm. See, that crowd noise, I, I, I never heard it from down here. You know, it scares you. It should, Louie. It's the voice of the mob howling for blood. Same voice that howled in the Coliseum at Rome 2,000 years ago. For whose blood, the champs or for shells? Mob doesn't care, Louie. Just blood. Yeah. Scares you. What makes people go to these things, Mr. Templer? Will they ever stop? No, they, they go because this is an allegory of their own lives, Louis. They'll stop when their lives cease to be conflict and pain. And when will that be? It's hmm, a good question. Hey, I'd starting up again. Yeah, that means the champ is still on his feet anyway. Come on, Joey boy, come on, come on. Hey, uh, is, is, is it wrong to root, Mr. Templer? We're all part of the crowd, Louis, one way or another. Yeah, Oh, something's happening up there. Don't yell like that for nothing. Come on, come on, Joey. Come on, Joey. Do it. You can do it, Joey. Donnie's down here. You can fight now, Joey. Careful of that tire iron, Louie. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> come on. The straight left, champ. Come on, the straight left in the face, Joey. And cross with the right. Oh. What am I talking about? I can't even see him. Come on, Joey. Come on. Yeah, you... <laughs> you too, Mr. Templer. Yeah, me too, Louie. Yeah. Something happened, Mr. Templer. That was too short for a round. That was a knockout. It was, Louie, but who? Yeah, yeah, who? Oh, keep everything crossed, Mr. Templer. Fingers, toes, eyes, everything. Maybe he didn't get our message, Louis. Mr. Templer, don't say that. <laughs> we'll soon know. Sounds like people coming down the hall outside. Yeah, but Joey couldn't have won. Oh, when I had too much taken out of him. He couldn't have come back after the... Hey! Oh, it was a great hey, show! Hey, we took him, Mr. Templer! We took him! Oh. Clear everybody out of here, will you? Yeah, you hurt us, everybody out. Come on, give us a chance to get off breath, will you? Everybody out. Come on. Come on, will you, fellas? Come on. That's it. All out, champ. Hey, that was a great fight. I thought it was even better than the one we fought against Babyface. Oh, boy, am I proud of us, Joe. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> well, you can excuse me now. I got some dough to collect. <laughs> Donnie. Donnie, come on now. Wake up and say hello to your daddy. No. Now let him sleep, Saint. I'm not very pretty right now. But you should see Fischel. <laughs> you clobbered him, champ. Good. He was a very surprised young man. Yeah. How about Alexander? I don't know. I didn't see him after it was over. I rushed right down here. And I'd better get the police on his trail. He might be able to get away if I don't tell them to... Alexander. Joe, did you think you could get away with it? And Joe, did you think I'd stand by and see you? That gun must be heavy, Mr. Alexander. You'd better put it down. No. The police won't like your negative attitude. What do I care? After what he did to the kid, you think I care any more about anything? The kid will be all right. He was just knocked out. Just, just. That beautiful physical machine, blooded, battered, 
stretched out in the dirt. Oh, do you think the kid can ever feel the same again? Do you think I can ever feel about him as I did? He had the championship. Had it. Before Collins double-crossed us. That's one way of looking at it. Why didn't you keep out, Mr. Templer? Why? Put the gun away, Alexander. You haven't a chance. Maybe I haven't. But neither have you, Collins. I warned you not to hurt the kid, but you wouldn't listen. You're a sick man, Mr. Uh, Alexander. Perhaps I am. Perhaps the world is sick and I'm well, but I know what I'm going to do. You first, Collins. You know how the kid felt. Mr. Alexander, I'm afraid you'll have to take care of me first. Stop where you are, Templar. Don't come any closer. I warn you once more, Templar, and then I'm going to... All right, Louis. Oh! Oh! Nice work. Lucky I kept this tire iron here. You know, I think he was serious. I don't think there's much doubt about it. A very twisted man, Mr. Alexander. Hey, look. Donnie's awake. You got a smile for your old man, Donnie. Oh, Donnie, hi. Hey, he knows a new word. How about that, Saint? Ain't that some kid? He's another champ, Joe. Oh, I'll be a champ in something. Not in this racket, but something good. Something he can take a real pride in. He'll be proud of you, Joe. He'll be proud of his mother, too. After I tell him about her. <laughs> Just a minute. Hi, Mr. Templer. Well, look who's here. Hi, Donnie. <laughs> Champ, let me take him out for a walk. Hey, you know what, Mr. Templer? I've been teaching him all sorts of words. Honestly, Larry? Mm-hmm. The smartest kid there is. Watch this now, Mr. Templer. Watch. Donnie, what's my name? Why? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> He's a smart kid, huh? That's not all. Now, watch this. Donnie, what's Mr. Templer's name? Why? Uh, something go wrong? No, no, wait just a minute. Wait a minute. Donnie, Mr. Templer's name. Wally. All right, something else. Donnie, where do you live? Wally. Donnie, what's your daddy's name? Wally. No. Goodbye, Mr. Templer. Goodbye, Louis, 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 Louis. <laughs> You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, there are certain things in our daily life which we take for granted. Only when we are deprived of them do we realize what precious commodities they really are. Air may become the most vital thing in the world to the suffocating man and water to the thirsty one. In the same way, freedom, when it is missed suddenly becomes life's greatest treasure. In this country, we possess freedom. It is part of us. It is our American heritage. This liberty which we so casually accept was created and nurtured. It didn't just materialize. And so Americans are justly proud of their heritage, and much of the world around us is fascinated by it. If we are to justify our own pride and the yearnings of those in other countries... We must make this freedom a personal thing. We must take it as it was handed to us and preserve it. Preserve it with conscious effort. 
That is our job as Americans, as free men. For freedom is everybody's job. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. This adventure of the saint was written by Dick Powell. In our cast, you heard Larry Dobkin as Louie and Mary Shipp as Marie. Sheldon Leonard played Sam and Bonnie Phillips Joe. Donnie was Jerry Hausner and Victor Rodman Alexander. Frank Gerstle was Frankie. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring with Errol Flynn and Michael and Prell in William Marshall's production of Bloodline. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are now on all newsstands. Your announcer, Don Stanley. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Who's on the big show tonight? Listen, Bob Hope, Dean Martin, and Jerry Lewis, Rosalind Russell, Frankie Lane, Dorothy McGuire, Louis Armstrong, Meredith Wilson, and glamorous, unpredictable Tallulah. No wonder it's the big show. And Sunday evening also means another outstanding production by Theater Guild on the air. Tonight, it's Boomerang, starring Kirk Douglas. Remember, Bob Hope and Martin and Lewis join the big show today on NBC. Stay tuned for My Friend Irma, next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for My Friend Irma. The Columbia Broadcasting System presents a new comedy. My Friend Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane with John Brown as Al. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship When other friendships have been forgotten Theirs will still be hot, love, love, love Sure, it's something to sing about They can sing about it maybe because they haven't any friends But I'm singing the blues about it because I've got a friend My friend Irma Now don't get me wrong, I love that girl, most people do It's just that Mother Nature gave some girls... Brains, intelligence, cleverness. But with Irma, well, Mother Nature slipped her a Mickey. I will never forget the first time I met her. I was walking along looking for a place to live in New York, and by a strange coincidence, I am having a very tough time. And I keep bumping into people, and I keep saying, I beg your pardon... Excuse me. Excuse me until... Oh, Oh, excuse me. I just never look where I'm going. I just keep walking with my head high. Just like the doctor told me, I'm taking deep breaths, inhaling and exhaling like this. And I keep counting to myself. One, two, three... Look, miss, will you stop counting long enough to help me up? Oh, of course. You must be uncomfortable on your knees. Oh. Oh, no, not at all, honey. I'd love it down here if I was Al Jolson. (laughs) Did you see that picture, the Jolson story? I just loved it. I cried and cried. Fine, fine. Now, would you please help me up? Oh, certainly. Here, give me your hand. Oh, my, what a beautiful ring. You know, my my boyfriend, Al, he was going to get me one just like that. We had it all picked out. Only you know what happened? It wouldn't fit your nose. (laughs) Well, it wasn't for my nose. It was for my finger. It wouldn't fit my nose. I wish it had. I could have pulled myself up. (laughs) 
Oh, you want to get up, don't you? Yeah, yes, if you please. I can't make much time crawling. I can't either. I always walk. Well, uh, here we go. <laughs> up the daisy. Oh, careful, you're dressed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we ripped it, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, but you know something? They're wearing split skirts in New York this year. <laughs> yeah, I know, but not all the way up to the neck. <laughs> hey, uh, we haven't been introduced yet. My name's Irma. What's yours? Goodbye. Oh, what an unusual name. What's your last name? Forever. That's a pretty name, Miss. Goodbye forever. Oh, Irma. That's when I should have run, but I didn't. Apartments are too hard to find these days, and Irma, bless her heart, is really a sweet kid. So I moved in with her in that one-room furnished freight elevator she called home. Jane, the telephone's ringing. Jane, the telephone's ringing. Aren't you going to answer it? I don't know if it's for me. (laughs) Well, take a chance. Take a chance. It's not your nickel. Hello? I mean, hello? Uh, yes, she's here. Jane, it's for me. Irma? <laughs> you know, if Marconi knew that you were going to use the telephone, he never would have invented it. <laughs> oh, Jane, I'm surprised at you. <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone, not Marconi. You see, I'm beginning to think like you. Everybody knows that Marconi invented spaghetti. Irma, the telephone. Oh, hello? Al? Jane, it's Al. What are you waiting for? Run down to the police station with the bail. Oh, don't be silly. He's not in jail. Hello, Al? Eh? I? Oh, you? That's enough for the vowels, Irma. Now try the consonants. Okay, Al. Goodbye. Jane, Al's coming over. Oh, honey. Why do you have to spoil our Sunday by having that jobless, phony windbag of an Al over? Jane? Yes? What's your opinion of Al? (laughs) I like him. I think he's a live wire, and it's just a matter of time before they hook him up and put a chair under him. I wish you wouldn't pick on Al, because someday I hope to be Mrs. Al. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie, look, I didn't mean it. Now, stop sniffling. You'll ruin your pretty face with your mascara. Come on. But I love Al. Yeah, I know you do, Irma. That's the reason I'm hard on him. I want to be sure that the guy who gets my little Irma's heart's got a big enough heart to match it. Gee, thanks, Jane. <laughs> Gee, wouldn't it be wonderful if I married Al and you could, and we could have a double wedding? A double wedding? How do you figure that? It would be if you married Richard Rhinelander III. That was my blood pressure rising. She would mention his name. You see, Richard Rhinelander III is my boss, and I'm his private secretary. I'm in love with him, but I have no chance to marry him because he's Richard Rhinelander III, and I'm Jane Stacy I. Oh, I tried everything to impress him. I even told him I lived in a very intellectual atmosphere and that my roommate is a promising young novelist. 
Oh, Stacy, you fool, you. If he ever finds out how you live and what a mental midget Irma really is, you must end up <laughs> right between the eight, nine, and ten ball. Gee, I'd love to marry him. Irma, wouldn't it be wonderful if I wound up being Mrs. Richard Rhinelander the third? The third? What good is that if he has two other wives? <laughs> You know, I won't even stop to answer that one. Gee, I, I couldn't marry a wealthy man and have to go to the opera. I don't know a thing about Shakespeare. <laughs> Honey, with five million dollars, all you got to know about Shakespeare is that he's dead and you're alive. <laughs> well, let's forget Mr. Rhinelander. I'll never marry him because there's a difference in family. His ancestors were Mayflower people. Gee, they made all that money out of donuts? <laughs> If you say another word to me, I'll scream. Well, if you do, you'll wake up Professor Kropotkin, the violinist downstairs, and he needs sleep. Irma, I'm going to take a bath. Well, Jane, don't use all the hot water. Uh, this is the day we wash the dishes. <laughs> Hello? Uh, who did you want to talk to? Jane? Who's this? Oh, Mr. Richard Rylander. Uh, well, Jane's busy. You want to hang on for about 20 minutes? <laughs> yes, this is Irma, her roommate. How's my book? Oh, I finished it and I'm starting another. <laughs> Hard on me. No, you know those giant comics are mostly pictures. <laughs> oh, I'd like to meet you too, Mr. Rhinelander. Say, I've got an idea. Why don't you dash over for dinner tonight? Huh? Oh, it's no bother. Oh, we'd love to have you. And, uh, by the way, if it's not inconvenient, uh, ask your mother to bake us some donuts. <laughs> uh, remember, see you at 7.30, and don't bother to dress. It's strictly au gratin. <laughs> now, who could that be? Uh, come in. Hiya, chicken. How are you? Hello, Al, honey. Gee, I'm glad you came over. I didn't think I could make it. Took time off from three deals that were just simmering, dying to burst into flame. Stuff like stucco bathtubs, scratch while you bathe. <laughs> Tremendous projects. Oh, Al, you're always talking business. Gotta be on my toes, honey, if you and I ever expect to settle down in that cozy little 30-room cottage. Oh, gee, Al, I'd just love to hear you talk like that. Come over here a minute, honey, and look in my eyes. What do you see? Murine. Now, there's another great moneymaker Wish I'd thought of that Al, I know how ambitious you are But can't you forget business and be a little more romantic? Well, I'd love to, kid But in order to give you the good things in life I gotta start thinking about this big deal I got brewing Oh, gee, Al, if your deal comes through Maybe you and I could settle down on a little ranch I can see it now, the egg and Irma <laughs> Hiya, Janie, what's oh. the good word? Jane, Al's got a big deal on it. And what a deal. I just happened to line up no less than $100,000 worth of surplus army goods. Gee, Al, what kind of surplus are you going to sell? Rip cords. <laughs> Rip cords? This is a big deal. I got a pajama manufacturer lined up to take the whole lot of them. <laughs> I even got an advertising gimmick with these rip cords. Listen to this. You get up in the morning and bail out of your pajamas. <laughs> you like it, Jane? I don't know how I ever lived this long without it. 
And, and that ain't all. This is a big promotion. You take a two-page ad in life showing a picture of a beautiful girl ready to retire. And underneath the caption... Hit the silk. <laughs> yeah. How'd you know? It figures. I think it's wonderful. Uh, what do you think, Jane? You know, the whole thing has tired me out. I'm going back and take another shower. <laughs> you see, chicken, I'm a beaten man. Jane doesn't believe in me. Well, that's not true. Jane likes you, Al. She always takes two showers on Sunday. I see. One for herself and one for those dirty looks she gives me. <laughs> and besides, Al, once you get to know Jane, you'll realize that her bark is worse than her tree. <laughs> you know, honey, I wouldn't say this to anybody else. But things are going so badly for me lately that I may be forced to do something desperate. Al, you're going to get a job? Irma, watch your language. <laughs> I'm sorry, Al. I only... A job? Thought... Irma, supposing a man like me would consent to go to work, say, for a bank at a small start and salary of $500 a week. Naturally, somebody like me moves fast. At the end of a year, I'm making 1000 a week as a second vice president. In two years, I'm making 2000 a week as a first vice president. In ten years' time, I'm president of the bank and I got $100,000. Where do I go from there? I'm in a rut. But, Al... Irma, I'm in a rut now, and it didn't take me ten years to get there. So you see how foolish it would be for me to get a job. You understand, kid? It's clear to me, Al. It is? (laughs) Well, I'm glad. You're a great girl, and you deserve the best. But I don't want the best. I want you, Al. (laughs) You know, the brakes have always been against me. It'd be different if I wasn't a practical man, but my deals are so sound. It's all a question of the breaks. Gee, Al, I wish there was something I could do to help you. Thanks, chicken. But a guy like me with my ideas has got to mix with the right people. If I could only meet a man who's a millionaire. Well, Al, suppose you met a millionaire who's got money besides. Irma, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Al, I'm throwing a dinner party tonight. Dinner party? Uh-huh. Yes, I've invited James Boss over. You know, the millionaire Richard Rhinelander III? Richard Rhinelander III? Yeah, she's crazy about him, and I thought an intimate gathering would bring them together socially, and financially it would bring the two of you together. So why don't you just surprise us and drop over casually after dinner and bring your ideas? The millionaire Richard Rhinelander III. You know, Irma, if a guy like me with my ideas could meet a millionaire like James Boss, it'd be a natural combination. Oh, wonderful, Al. It'll be perfect. I can kill you and Jane with one stone. (laughs) But uh, won't Jane mind my coming? No, it's a surprise party. She doesn't even know Richard Rylander's coming. (laughs) Thanks, baby. You're a genius. I'll be there. Oh, before you go, Al, uh, haven't you forgotten something? Huh? Oh, yeah. What time does Rylander get here? (laughs) Irma's Al left. Oh. Just leave her now. So long, ladies. See you later. Uh, honey, be careful going home. There's a crime wave on. Yeah, Al. Keep your hat turned down. You don't want to get picked up. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, You fracture me. <laughs> so long, chicken. See you later. We're having a dinner party? Yes. I've invited your boss, Richard Rhinelander, to dinner tonight. You invited my boss to dinner tonight? Here? Irma, how could you? It was simple. He called up and asked to talk to you, and you were busy, so I invited him. Oh, no. This is all a dream. And after dinner, Al's going to drop over, and if Professor Kropotkin comes up, it'll be a wonderful party. Oh, no. This is a nightmare. Give me that phone. Maybe it's not too late to stop him. 
Hello. Hello, is Mr. Rhinelander there? He's not? Well, could you please tell me where he went? He left to go to a dinner party at a Miss Jane Stacy's. Thank you. Jane, Jane, what are you doing? Nothing. Just writing a suicide note. And now the sportsman with Lud Gluskin and his orchestra and their own special arrangement of Good night, ladies, good night, ladies, good night, ladies, we're gonna leave you now. Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along, merrily we roll along o'er the deep blue sea. O'er the deep blue sea. Good night. To Lou. Farewell, ladies. Goodbye. So long. Good night. To Lou. Farewell, ladies. For we're gonna leave you now. Merrily, merrily we roll along. Merrily, merrily we roll along. Merrily, merrily we. coming to dinner. Now I'm really trapped because I told him that I lived in an artistic neighborhood and that my roommate was a budding novelist. How could I justify having him sit around with that, that scintillating duo of conversationalists Irma and Al? Mr. Rhinelander is expecting an evening based on table talk a la information, please. What he's going to get is people are funny or it pays to be ignorant. <laughs> Well, finally, 7.30 rolled around. The bottle of martinis was catching a chill in the icebox, and I was running a fever in the living room. Richard would be arriving at any minute, and Irma wasn't ready. Irma, sweetie, it's 7.30. I I know, Jane. I'm just getting into my dress. How do you like it? Don't you think you ought to get a little further into it? (laughs) Al likes his dress. Al would, but Mr. Rhinelander wouldn't. Now, come on, huh? You've got just time to waltz this broom around a few times. Okay. Irma, huh? No, no, don't sweep the dirt under the rug. Man downstairs has been complaining. Complaining? Yeah, you know, that hole in the floor. Jane, I have a Uh, wonderful idea. Why don't we take the rug off, and then with a hole in the ceiling, we'll have cross ventilation. Oh. (laughs) Irma, I'm so nervous. Well, don't worry. I'll handle everything. Uh, Haven't you confidence in me? Well, certainly I have. Well, then why are you shaking? I always shake like this before I have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> now, now, Irma, let, let's not be nervous, huh? Let's, let's just take it easy. Uh, now, let's see. First, we, uh, we serve the martinis, and then... Uh... I, don't, I don't have to drink a martini, do I, Jane? What's that got to do with it? I'd rather have milk. <laughs> well, how can you drink milk when we're drinking martinis? Oh, I know. I'll drink milk, but I'll put an olive in it. <laughs> oh, Irma. 
He's here. Oh, he's here. Now, now listen to me, Irma. I, I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried. I've, I've got confidence in you, and I know you'll do everything right, because if you don't, I think I'll kill myself and then you. Now, you ready? Okay. Irma, put the broom away. Come in. I beg your pardon, but does Jane Stacy let... Oh, of course. Good evening, Jane. I didn't recognize you for a moment. That's because you didn't take the curlers out of her hair. <laughs> uh, how silly of me. Uh, come in. Come in, Mr. Rhinelander. May I present my roommate, Irma? How do you do? Hello. Irma, would you mind taking Mr. Rhinelander's hat? I can't. Why not? His head is still in it. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Here it is. Irma... Now that you have Mr. Rhinelander's hat, would you mind taking the broom away from him? Oh. Irma. Now that you have the broom, would you mind taking Mr. Rhinelander's hat away from him? Oh. Won't you sit down, Mr. Rhinelander? Oh, thank you, Jane, but you don't have to be so formal. My friends always call me Richard. Thank you. Cigarette, Richard? Thank you. Match, Richard? Thank you. Ashtray, Richard? Thank you. Cigarette, Irma? Thank you. Match, Irma? Thank you. Ashtray, Irma? No, thank you. I don't smoke. Ah, <laughs> uh, you writers, you're all alike. Witty and eccentric. Yes, I knew you'd like Irma's wit. It's so, uh, so natural. Yes, so I noticed. My, what a charming apartment you have here. When will the remodeling be finished? Remodeling? <laughs> remodeling, this is it. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's small. It's small, but our neighbors are so interesting. Uh, artists, writers, uh, musicians, you know. For instance, there's a very famous violinist who lives downstairs. He's uh, Professor Kropotkin. Kropotkin? Kropotkin? Yeah, he plays in the Paradise Burlesque. <laughs> uh, have you ever been there? Well, I don't think so. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, you wouldn't have seen him anyway because he plays a violin under the runway. <laughs> yes, uh, a lot of our neighbors are eccentric, but they're all artistic. Oh, I know what you mean. A charming environment. Yes. You know, it's hot in here. I think I'll open the window. Hey, Mrs. Flanagan! Did you hear the news about Johnny O'Toole downstairs? Last night he come home, roaring drunk, and staggering up the stairs. <laughs> go into dinner. If I live to be the oldest woman in the United States and Canada, I'll never forget that dinner. It started off with Irma taking from the right and serving from the left. She also did a little dropping in the middle. <laughs> and Mr. Rhinelander looked very fetching wearing a hamburger over his right eye. Then we got to the dessert. And it seems that Irma had put the dessert in the wrong tray in the icebox. It was the first time I'd ever tasted cauliflower sherbet. <laughs> so much for the food. The conversation was a monster in its own right. Richard said, uh, Fortunately, I've been able to travel considerably. Irma, do you like to travel? And Irma said, Oh, yes, it's really the only way to get any place. <laughs> over and 
we decided to have our coffee in the living room. Well, Jane, that was an excellent dinner. Thank you. Wonderful food. That's nothing unusual. We always have food for dinner. <laughs> oh, Irma, you have a priceless wit. Hasn't she, Jane? She has? Oh, yes, she has. <laughs> You know, Mr. Rylander, I envy Jane working for you. Yes, the investment business can be exciting, but you know, I wish I had more time for sports. Oh, you do love sports, don't you, Richard? Yes, I don't like to brag or appear stuffy, but at college I won my letter in six different sports. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And weren't you voted the, the best-looking man on the campus? Oh, well, Jane, that was only kid stuff. <laughs> but getting back to sports, since going into business with Dad, he sort of kept me hopping. You know how the office is, but Jane, with you being the capable secretary you are... I... I've been able to find some time for squash and badminton at the athletic club. Oh, well, personally, I love golf. It's such an exciting game, and yet it's so simple. Yes, but you know, tennis has a dash of that same excitement. I, I swim, ride horseback, play tennis, bowl, and shoot pool. Irma, <laughs> do, do you really do all those things? No, but I have to keep up my end of the conversation. <laughs> More coffee, Richard. No, thank you. I think you're wise. Coffee does keep one awake. Yes, coffee does have that effect on me. How about you, Irma? They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) Irma, we know you're in the conversation, dear. Just take it easy. Well, okay, I think I'll open the window. No, don't. No, Irma, the window. No. And the next, I tell you, two drunk, Chilly out tonight, isn't it, Richard? Well... Now, let's get down to business. When are you two going to get married? Irma! <laughs> oh, Richard, I, I really don't know what to say. Well, I... Irma, really, I, I'm, I'm very fond of Jane, but of course you know there's my father. Your father? Let him get his own girl. <laughs> oh, Irma. Oh, come in. Hi, folks. Good Surprise! Look, Jane, it's Al. The next sound you hear is Jane Stacy blowing her brains out. <laughs> Al, I'd like you to meet Richard Rhinelander III. Richard, this is my boyfriend, Al. How do you do? Well, hiya, Richard. Heard a lot about you. Richard, wouldn't you care to go to a movie or something? Oh, no sense in breaking up the party. Let's sit around and chew the fat. Richard's not hungry, Al. We just finished dinner. <laughs> well, Rich, what's new on the street? The street? Yeah, you know, the exchange. Oh, well, cotton was a little slow this past week. Uh-huh. Knew it. What about steel? It's a little off. I know it. Richard, you can see for yourself the handwriting's on the wall. Really? You gotta get out of Wall Street. I do? Oh, absolutely. Sure, you could plug along, making a million here and a million there, but have you got security? <laughs> well, Al, I'm pretty satisfied with the investment business, and I think there's a great future in it for me. Granddad was president, and then father became president, and soon I'll be president. You see what I mean, Irma? Yeah, the whole family's in a rut. (laughs) But it's not too late, Rich. There's a place for you in my organization. Richard, let's go to a movie. No, Jane, let him talk. This whole thing may develop into a merger. Merger? You're right, Irma. Richard, I'm going to make a big man out of you. How would you like to team up with me? Well, I... Now listen to me, Richard. Here's the plan. We've a chance to corner the market on surplus ripcords. We'll go out into the open market. Buy short. Sell long. Jane, the evening's going just like I planned. The boys are in there getting along beautifully. Beautifully. Richard reaches for his wallet. He'll shake hands with Al. Now, Jane. Now, listen to me, Irma. You've ruined me. I should never have moved in with you. But, Jane. Don't but Jane me. But I thought... I don't care what you thought. You've ruined everything. 
Imagine his coming from his mansion on Park Avenue to this dump. Not to top it off, your, your boyfriend Al is trying to sell him ripcord. But Jane, Al's only trying to fix it so he has security. Irma, I've got news for you. Richard Rhinelander III has five million dollars he hasn't even counted yet. But after he counts it, what then? He'll be in a rut. <laughs> By inviting him to dinner tonight, you've just ruined me. Now, I'm going back in there, apologize, quit my job, and spend the night at the YWCA. But, Jane, are you a member? No, but I'll join. <laughs> Another thing. The next time we meet on the street, I only want you to say one thing. Goodbye. Will General Motors go for it? Richard, their tongues are hanging out for Ripcord. Well, Al, Richard, I really I mean, don't... I mean, Mr. Rhinelander, I... I can't tell you how sorry I am. I... Sorry? About what? Oh, you know, bringing you down here and having you meet people like Al and Irma. Why, Jane, you've I... nothing to be sorry about. I'm delighted to have met two such real people as Al and Irma. And we're delighted to have met a millionaire with money. <laughs> oh, Irma, how could you? Now, now, leave her alone, Jane. That's what I like about Irma now. They're so natural and honest. Oh, Dickie, thank you for that vote of confidence. <laughs> happy for you, Mr. Rhinelander. Now you can have security. You see, Jane... You see, Richard, it... you see, you were so wealthy and you live on Park Avenue and everything, and I thought you were coming here. Well, well, I tried to impress you, and I guess I've just been a fool. Well, I don't know what to say. Well, I'd like to say thank you, Jane, for a splendid evening. I like your apartment, and I think Al and Irma are swell. And now, if you've got time, I want you to drop into the office, and maybe we can go into your ripcord proposition at length. Well, I've got to run along now. Goodbye, Jane, and Please invite me again real soon. Oh, goodbye, Richard. Well, got to run now. Where are you going, honey? Where am I going? Now I got to see where I can get hold of some ripcord. <laughs> that's my friend Al. And that's my friend Irma. <laughs> Friend Irma was written and directed by Cy Howard. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Sam Spade, followed by The Life of Riley. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.